Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in once again to another episode with the Brotherhood of Banter. My name is Edgar. What happened? Okay, he's not talking, so I'm not sure if you can even hear me. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, shit. No wonder. You're on mute? Yeah. <sighs> Do over. Gentlemen, welcome back. Glad to be back. Let's get this banter started. Grab your drink of choice and join the conversation. No topic is off limits. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter, Season 2. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in once again to another episode with the Brotherhood of Banter. I am Edgar. I'm Diego. And Lewis. So, fellas, today we have cause for celebration. Do you know why? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I don't know. Tell me. Diego, would you like to tell the audience why is it that we're celebrating? Because season two is turning 10. That is true. <laughs> it's a big deal. We survived two seasons. We're going to have to make season three even better. Yeah, and Lewis has been laying down on his side the entire season. That's the most <laughs> shocking thing to me about this whole thing. That is several months at a time. Yeah, man. Yep, I gotta, I gotta stay consistent. You know, make sure everyone expects what they expect from me, and they get what they get. <laughs> well, it's gonna be different when we go to YouTube. I don't know if you're still gonna want to be laying in bed with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be on that side. I'll be especially like, right. with no shirt on. You should really wear shirts. <laughs> Remember that time that we thought he was naked from like. The waist down. <laughs> yeah, that was an awkward episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all know that you can't have a party without inviting a couple of guests. So we have a couple of guests joining us today, and you probably remember them from our last episode. So here we go. Let's bring in our first guest reciting all the way from Orlando, Florida. She's a wife, a mommy of three, acrylic on the canvas for everyone to see. Fast and furious, Mustang cruising. Many Gettys, much alcohol abusing. She kept me in line from making a mess. She's here once more, my friend Jess. Jess, how are you? Hello. Hey, I like it. I like it. <laughs> how so, are you? I'm glad to have you back. How you been? Glad to be here. I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Awesome. Let's bring in our second guest. Second guest is residing all the way from Tampa, Florida. A mother, a wife, and still has a glow. At a 20-mile run, how is that so? She said, energy from wine with a hint of butter. I said, really? Are you sure? She said, bitch, did I stutter? I was like, damn, that's incredibly mean. She said, what'd you expect? The name's Irene. Irene, it's so good to have you back. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, thank you, Damn. man. So, I've been trained. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Right? I don't know so, how'd you like it? I I don't know how to feel about me being me, but I did say that about the wine, so true. <laughs> that was awesome. 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 That was pretty funny. <laughs> why have why have Lewis and I never gotten raps written yeah, about it? It's like, hey, I've you remember him. episode one on season one? Oh come on, freestyle right now on the spot. 
Yeah, how about I freestyle later and then I edit it and then I fill it in. <laughs> I think that'll be a lot better. So guys, before we get into a conversation, how about we head over to the bar and grab a couple of drinks? So as always, we'll start off with the ladies. Irene, what are you drinking? I am drinking zero alcohol called Hops Refresher from Leguanita. And it completely has zero alcohol, but they make it with barley, so it tastes very hoppy. So pretty cool drink. Oh, nice. Is that your first time drinking it? No, I've actually, uh, funny enough, I actually was recommended this drink when I was at the brewery when I was pregnant with uh, my husband. I was there just, you know, socializing and I had enough to drink and I was bored with the water. So the lady um, heard her husband own the place. Okay. She actually is the one that recommended it and she told me about it. I went home, researched it a lot and found out that it has completely zero alcohol. Not a, not like other non-alcoholic ones that have like a 5% This is completely zero. Okay. I'm afraid to ask, what does it taste like? It has bar. It's made with barley, so it tastes hoppy, like a hoppy beer. So, um, <clears throat> does that answer make you hoppy? <laughs> I'm trying to relate it to a certain beer, yeah. but I don't know. If I took <laughs> butter, I'll take hoppy, so it's all good. Okay. I like the bottle. I like how it looks. It's very like simple. Well, it's the Linguanita is a an, uh, a beer company, so it's made from the same company. Okay. I always heard them advertised in. Um, this American Life, the podcast. Like oh, next time I'll look for it at Publix, see if they have it there. Jess, show us, what are you having? I am actually trying a new one. Um, it's called, well, the company's the original Club Tales. I don't know if you guys have ever tried it, but it has a um, box of a variety of cocktails. So it has Bahama Mama, it has Sex on the Beach, it has Long Island Iced Tea, it has margaritas. So it's a nice combination in there. And so I'm trying it for the first time. I'm on Bahama Mama, the first one, and it's pretty good. They all sound pretty good. Like when they have yeah. very... Let me see the bottle. Oh, it's a can. Oh, it's a can. Okay. Oh, Club Tales. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. right, I'm gonna try the hot. I never tried it before, but um, I ordered from ABC and had it delivered actually. And um, it's, so it's pretty good. <laughs> Do you think yeah. the can changes the flavor instead of it being in a bottle? Um, it, it can. Yes and no. It can, right? It can. Yes. It can. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, um, it does a little. I think if I were to pour it into a glass, it probably tastes a little different. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. On the next one. No, but they all, all seem like worth trying. Luis, yeah. can I guess what you're having? Would I go with Coronita? Um, If I had, but I don't. <laughs> Drinking the wife's beer again? That's oh. right. So what did I get? That is spritzer, the rosé? Spritzer, spritzer yes, the rosé, angry orchard rosé. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the last one, so don't tell her. I was about to ask you if she counts them, but I guess it makes no difference, huh? <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing D, you're staying classy as always. Always, always, always. I'm drinking Lafroy. I hadn't drank Lafroy in here in in a, in a while. One of my favorite scotches. And interesting story behind this bottle. It was sent to me by my new boss. Wow. We had. I know. Nice. We had a long, long week at work. And I kind of came through on a couple of things that he needed help in. And oh. then on Thursday, he's like, hey, 
uh, are you going to be home tomorrow around 12? And I'm like, why, why is he checking up on me? What the hell is this about? And then um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be home. He's like, okay, they'll text you with an ETA. I'm like, who? What? <laughs> What's going on? He sent, he sent some mariachis into my house and serenade me. Like, it's so weird. But yeah, it was, um, what's a delivery service? What is it called? People who deliver groceries and stuff. Instacart? Instacart? Yeah, Instacart. It was Instacart. Yeah, that's what I had the Bahama, the club tails. I had them deliver um, from ABC. So it's true. They do deliver alcohol. Okay. They yeah. do. And, and they card you at the door. Oh, yeah, wow. They when they bring it. Yeah. Every yeah, time. Yeah. So yeah, extra special because, <laughs> you know, my, my boss is a badass man the guy's scoring nice. points left and right man damn right accepting sure. applications right. i like them yeah. free booth <laughs> is, is there anything i can build for him or anything like that <laughs> okay well today i switched hey, wow. it up to uh two modelos besides the one i had earlier and just to make lewis jealous i'll stick to my steak and shake <laughs> nutella milkshake yeah, i'd rather be drinking that <laughs> is there is there no steak and shake up there no. no, no. He That's comes down here just for steak and shake. That's There's the, the, the closest one. I think it's in like South Carolina or something. And they had one up here, but it, it's not the same because they opened one. Right. And they opened it inside the mall, kind of like the food court. So obviously I'm the first guy there trying it and it doesn't taste the same. So I tried it again, just in case, like uh, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's the first time maybe, but after three tries, it's, it's just not the same. I don't know. Maybe it's just not greasy enough yet. I don't know. The grill isn't ready. I don't know. It's something. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah. It doesn't have that buildup of twenty years yet. That, uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, I remember they mix everything into that grill: the French fries, oh, yeah. the patties, everything. Mm-hmm. So you're just missing the dirt on the grill. That's, That's probably you're really it. Missing. Yeah. That sounds appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> Write them a letter. I need this more greasier. Yeah. None of this <laughs> organic stuff. <laughs> Man, Dirty this, up that stove. <laughs> Lewis drives about how is it two three hours to get a sub? So I'm not surprised, you know, if he would drive to a different state to get a yeah, like like an hour and a half steak and shake to Philly, and then another hour and a half back. Hey man, if it's worth it, it's worth. It. I drive down to Miami, you know, just for fritanga. So yeah. it's like when I go to Miami, it's like 25 percent to see my mother and sister, 75 <laughs> percent for fritanga. That's uh, that's my job. Horrible. And I drive oh, up to Tampa Fritanga. to drop off Fritanga. Oh, can you make another stop? Fritanga. Yeah. I'll, oh. put out, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, I surprised you with, with that last time. It was kind of yeah. romantic. It was, man. I almost kissed uh, the guy. It was so, wow. Yeah. He was coming out of the shower when I showed up with the Fritanga. It was perfect. I don't know. Lately, Uh-oh. I mean, the last episode and this episode, there's a lot of talk of romance. And I don't know. Hey, I'm not in the Tell closet this time. That <laughs> romance is I'm real. Out. I'm out of the yeah. closet. He's out of the romance is real. But I think, I think he's still in the closet. <laughs> what about that fitanga, though? Oh. Same. <laughs> you think if I ship it like the same day, will it get there the same day? I think it'll, it'll, delivery works like that, right? Like, How like an hour? It? Yeah. <laughs> like in a cooler? I, I think it's the next day. Yeah. Uh, I think they have next day. I don't think they have same day. Well, I'll just drive. It'd be awesome. It'd be a lot easier. I mean, they try it. Like, I know there's this um, cheesecake place, famous New York cheesecake place, and they overnight or two-day, like, cheesecakes to, like, all across the country. And I remember in Chicago, they would, um, I forgot the name of the place, but 
is kind of like um, kind of like a steak and shake. They would uh, ship across state, like hot dogs or burgers or whatever like that. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, I never tried it. <laughs> it's kind of iffy. Yeah, I think I'll just drive. I just drove almost seven hours from Gainesville. Tampa's nothing. Okay, so what were you eating over there? Why wasn't I eating over there? Nah, I'm not gonna lie. Their food sucked. I ended up at freaking Red Lobster, and I think I ordered Chipotle one night, and it was like a fifteen dollar delivery fee. We were like very secluded, so yeah, it wasn't all that. But the river was fun. We went to uh, Guinea Springs. That was a good time. So, guys, today we have uh, the girls bringing in the actual question. So I didn't have one prepared, but I believe they do. So who would like to go first? I'll go first. So my question is... Is that your question? Cool. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Who's <Yes>. that? Well, <laughs> so when you like Alexa or Google or something. <laughs> okay. Edit that. Uh, no. <laughs> so my first question is, what was your first car? Mm-hmm. And what is one good memory that you have of it and one negative memory? Okay. Uh, Louis, okay. Yeah, yeah. My first okay. car was, um, I remember the first time I saw it at a dealership. Like, um, I, um, it was a Hyundai Tiburon Blue, right? And, and what made it so funny was, like, one of the best memories was the, the way it looked. You know, it's very sporty. I liked it. I was a fan. Awesome. Let me go drive it. Great. You know, new, new car. And of course I was what, like maybe like 20 at the time, 21. Um, so the, like the overall just being a new car was awesome. You know, my first brand new car. And then the bad memory of it was, I remember driving on the turnpike, right. And some guy pulls up behind me, flashing his lights in the middle of the night. Uh, and he pulls up next to me. So he obviously wants to race, right? It's a Civic. It's an old Civic. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Why not? You know, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. Let's do it. So I remember stepping on the gas, but the car, I realized, was not as powerful as I hoped it would be, as, as it looked. You get me? So obviously I lost, like lost. So um, <laughs> after I switched it and I got a, what was it, a Genesis Coupe, just because... I just didn't like losing. It just stayed in the back of my mind. It's, I just can't think about it. <laughs> was this during the Fast and the Furious time? Uh, yeah, I would say we're, we're going around back then. I think that's so, when everybody thought their car was fast. Yeah. Okay. It was not. It's like 7 seconds, 0 to 60. Mm-mm. Change that. <laughs> so that was your bad memory of it? Yeah. <laughs> Anything positive on it? Yeah, yeah. I like the look and just driving around and like I had... Um, like I, I put in like a lot of tech into it. So, so nice. Okay. I'm gonna go in the order that I have here. So Jess, your first car. My first car was actually a Cavalier, a Chevy Cavalier. And the way I got the car was kind of sad, but you know, uh my mom's uh fiance had passed away. And he left my siblings and I some money. And so I decided to take that money and buy my first car. And my mom took me, we went, we bought the car and it was great. Fast forward a few years later, I'm pregnant with my oldest and I'm on the turnpike on my way to school. 
and the car belt decides to snap in the middle of traffic on the turnpike. I'm about six, seven months pregnant and I'm trying to get over, but I can't steer because the belt is completely snapped. <laughs> so I managed to get all the way over, thankfully. I think the traffic kind of helped because they noticed that, you know, I'm waving my hands around like I need to get off. So I was oh, able to get off. But yeah, it was like 6 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm calling my husband and he's not answering. I wanted to murder him. But um Oh my god. Were you, call, were you calling him while the car was still moving? No, absolutely not. <laughs> She's like <laughs> it's still moving. No, if there's anything you know about me, I don't even text while like at a stop sign like i don't play when it comes to my phone and driving oh, but good. once i pulled over and i'm calling him i'm calling him and i'm calling him and i'm obviously emotional i'm freaking six months pregnant and i'm here cursing him out like what the hell are you good for why can't you answer your damn phone i'm sure he heard the messages afterwards it was like damn i messed up <laughs> but he came to my rescue and we were able to change the the belt and oh, unfortunately i didn't make it to class that but yeah that was my experience i don't know if that's the, the good one or the bad one <laughs> that was the the it was good and bad in a sense but i mean if i have to go with like my favorite and my best car it has to be the car i have now yeah i think once we upgrade we're we're good no more problems. oh yeah <laughs> by far <laughs> okay d i have you next what do you get? Uh, my first car was a Mazda Protege 1990-something. I can't remember. I think the best memory was getting it because I got it for free. Someone just gave it to me. And it, was, it was actually in really good condition. The only catch was that I had to learn how to drive stick um, to be able to drive it. Uh, but that was actually kind of a positive, too, you know, because it was nice. I learned how to drive stick. And then uh, the saddest memory was like a month later crashing and totaling it. <laughs> so I guess you didn't learn very well. Yeah, well... <laughs> It was a, it was wet, the road, it was on a wet road, uh, it was a rainy day, and I slammed on the brakes, but then my car started skidding, and then I hit, a, you know, like a moving truck sort of thing, the ones that had those little platforms sticking out. Yeah, you're lucky so, you didn't, like, go under that crib. Well, no, it, I, I did. <laughs> I almost did. The, the, the thing, the platform, the metal platform hit it in, in, in the precise spot to crush the entire like the radiator and the engine Holy and so like nice. i saw everything kind of like come up to <laughs> the windshield oh and um but yeah that was that was it you know it was uh total then that was the end of my joy okay irene would you like to keep chewing you want me to take over or would you sorry. like to go? <laughs> i'm okay sorry no no, um, no you're good i'm just sorry after. for eating uh, so my first car, which also yeah, don't ever eat is... again, please. <laughs> I know I'm a horrible Damn person. It. Just starve myself. <laughs> so my first car um, is like you, Jess. It was a Chevy Cavalier. What? I'll Ooh. tell you, you guys call each other yeah. before this thing. Oh, we did. I think I, it must be a girl thing. <laughs> it was a girly car. It really was. What does that so, look like? Well, I'm gonna look it up. I my my <laughs> best memory of it is because um, I bought it 
by myself. Um, I was in high school doing the on-the-job on the job training and I was able to get out early. Um, I had been working at the mall for a while, so I've been saving up my money. And my dad's like, hey, um, I came across this one car, this lady's selling it, um, you know, this is the price. And I said, okay, um, I got it. So went ahead, paid for it out of my pocket, completely cash and had my first car. And my uncle worked at a body shop and he completely painted it and fixed it up new for me. So it had a cotton candy color to it. So it shimmered in the light and it went to different colors, which was super cool to me at the time. I was like, oh my God, it's awesome. And fix it up, made it look really awesome. Still so nice that was my, yeah, was my favorite. That was like, you know, a great experience. And just the fact that I was able to do my own. The sad, the bad experience for me was, you know, I was so excited to have this car. One day it downpours and I'm getting out of work and I get into my car and there was a puddle in my car. I don't know how the water got in, but it was everywhere. And I was like, maybe I left the windows down or whatever. I thought it was me. Second time it put rained, puddle all in my car, like puddle. And I mean, like I'm stepping in like a thick, like a thing of water. Um, and of course it smelled so bad the next day. So to find oh. out that I guess one of the seals on the windows uh, was messed up. So tons of just water going to my car. So, I and I never got it fixed. So. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I share that one story about your car? How long did you have it? No, that's not your story. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I had it for, um, I had it for, I think a little bit less than a year, maybe about a year, a little less. Okay. So, not, not very long. Not not too much rainy season. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that must hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my car experience was a 1984 BMW 325e, and I got it for I think like my 16th or 17th birthday. All I know is that once I got that car, like I completely stopped going to school. Like that was oh, my you dad's. Said, you said 1984. 84 yeah uh bmw 325e or something i remember i took off the 325 and i just left the e for edgar and that card brought me nothing but problems like one time i lost the muffler uh it left me stranded with absolutely no power in the middle of the road one time going down the turnpike like under the, the accelerator there's like a little button for like a boost and i punched it and it got stuck and just like just i couldn't stop and I ended up having to drive into like the grass and like this cornfield type of thing just to be able to like slow down and stop. I don't think it brought me any good times. <laughs> I think it was nothing but bad times. I mean, I learned everything on it. That was the only positive. And I also crashed it. That was the end of that one. I remember we were leaving the mall and I sped up. The brakes went out and I hit the back of a truck. But it was a the little extra piece with the ball that you connect the boat to. So I hit that and the whole radiator just like the whole thing just caved in. Those things are radiator killers. I feel like they're there for that purpose. Yeah. More more than to tow things. Yeah, yeah that, that Let thing. Let me tell you that huh? that saved my life in my my last accident. The car was going at least a hundred miles per hour and went imagine through my tow hitch into my back, into my trunk, and smashed it in. And the cop was like, definitely, if it weren't for that, that car would have gone into your back seat, and my kids were in the back seat. So, oh crap! Oh my god, I would have got out of that car. car. Oh no, you have no idea. The guy got out of the car and was cursing out 
whoever he thought cut him off, but it was all him in the end. But I would have called the cops and said, you need to be here because I'm about to commit a murder. Well, no, the cops showed up and they almost arrested him because he was like super aggressive and yeah, it was just a bad experience altogether. Yeah, so was that Beamer. I think the best car I've had was uh, <laughs> the Mustang, the GT. That was the best one, right? Fast and the Furious thing. Yeah, that shit was so much fun. <laughs> so back then I had a 2004 Mustang GT. It was like the 40th anniversary edition and it was stick shift. And just like you, D, I got that car without knowing a lick of driving stick. Like I learned it on the go. And back th- that's why at the beginning when I rapped about Jess, I was talking about Fast and the Furious and the Mustang cruising because we thought we were like cool. And we would go watch the Fast and the Furious. We binge watched the Fast and the yeah. Furious from the first season, like from the first uh, movie up until like, I think it was like the fourth Five. or fifth movie. Yeah. yeah, now I was like, I was 16. <laughs> but yeah, like we watched all that. And like, trust me, that Mustang picked up. Like that shit was quick. So we would grab all of Homestead. And I think we would go down like 232 or 216 or something. And there was like no stop signs, no nothing. And just punch it like over 100. The funny thing was, like, we knew when it was about to get serious because we would put our seatbelts on and Jess would grab <laughs> my hat and she would put it backwards and it would be like, all right, let's go. Bro, that was stupid. Like, now that I think about it, that shit was so stupid. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's the best one I had. At, that, at those speeds, man, you hit any anything on the road, you, you go fly. Oh. And- oh, yeah, definitely. You should have seen this one time. We went to eat. And back then I wasn't wearing glasses, so I couldn't see shit. So we went to a bar with a couple of friends and the girl that I was trying to hook up with, I don't know what happened, but she like ticked me off. So I told Jess, I was like, we're out of here. So we leave, I go make a U-turn. And when I come back around, like I just floored it. There was like a, a divider or something like that, but it wasn't much higher than like a sidewalk. And bro, that fuck, I, I hit it and that shit like leaped. Like that was Fast and the Furious. Like I freaking <laughs> leaped and that shit landed and all these sparks flew. My car turned off. Took off the tire because it blew, and I was so pissed. I launched it like down the block, bro. It was it wasn't one of my best times, but it turns out that the Mustang has a button in the gas tank that just turns off, and you just gotta press it. That's all it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> isn't that when you called Richard or something, and then he told you about the button in the back? You were there? Oh, God, no, I wasn't there. How'd you know no, about you that? Told me, you told me about it. Did I? It was fine. Yeah. Right? Lewis oh. knows everything. <laughs> it's like all read. that tech you have, huh? Knows all things all. Exactly. It's the drones yeah. around your houses. Yeah. He's like Mercado. He sees everything. He has three computers right in front of him at all times. Spying on all of us. Okay. All right, Jess. So let's move on to your question. I know okay, we got deep into my... that one. Oh, this one's fun. What is your scariest experience? With or just... That's in life, like, like a moment that you had that it was like it could have been in a movie and scared the crap out of everyone. Oh, many. Okay, let's see. I gotta think about this one. Where has my life almost ended? But, but, <laughs> I don't think you need to I don't mean necessarily that you felt like your life was threatened. Okay. okay. But you were terrified, like to the extent that you thought that pretty much you were either going to have a heart attack and die there or yeah. <laughs> All right. If anybody has one, be my guest. I'm still trying to find my scary. I can thing. give you an example of mine. Huh? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. 
So I was probably, I want to say I was in middle school in maybe my last years of elementary school, beginning of, of middle school. And I was staying at a friend's house and her parents went to go do groceries. Okay. At the time that they left, we had probably the worst storm. I mean, Miami storms, you know how they go. Lightning, thunder, black, like it's just bad. And so we're there and we're cooking in the kitchen. And as we're cooking, she looks over her shoulder. And um, at the time we lived in an apartment complex. So the kitchen had like a little door with like a little um, window on it that had like uh, like frosted windows. No, so you can see a shadow. <laughs> you could see a shadow, but you couldn't see exactly what it was. Like if you were looking through a window. So as we're there, my friend's cooking and she looks back over her shoulder and there's this guy standing in front of the window and all you can see is his figure. And he looks like he has like a trench coat on and he's just standing there. And she taps my shoulder, like in dead silence, just tapping me like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, but without saying anything. So I look <laughs> back and I see the shadow and I look at her and we just scream off the top of our lungs and just go running to the other room. I don't even know to this day, I couldn't even tell you who it was, what it was, why he was there. Like we just ran. So now we're hiding behind this wall. And as we're hiding, her sister comes in and we tell her what happened. And as we're telling her the story, her parents then knock on the sliding glass door in the back of the apartment. <laughs> so now everyone's screaming and we all run to the room and her parents are like, what the hell just happened? So then, yeah, that was our experience as far as like the scariest moment. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? Middle school. I was probably like my first year of middle school, maybe last year of, high, of uh, elementary school. Yeah, I can see why you were terrified. Oh yeah, my god, it was just funny. Now I now. Back, it felt it literally felt like a horror film. Like you know when you're like watching a horror film that like the person taps the other person and they look back and they both start screaming and they go running? Like that was exactly what happened. You, you know we I, also I, we also been watch Saw now that you remind me about horror movies. Oh god, don't even talk to me. I can't watch Saw. <laughs> I can't watch um what is it? Paranormal activity. Yeah. Since I've had kids, I cannot watch paranormal activity. But Saw was so because good. All I could imagine are like kids dancing in the living room with I'm definitely something. Some <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I have the biggest and, chicken shit of life. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, really? your your son is what, seven months? <laughs> She's not listening. She's like <laughs> I can literally be covering my ears. I walk away. Chicken shit. Yeah. Like I get Let me tell you. Once your kids start getting up out of bed yep. and are able to walk into your room, oh no, he does. He wakes up and, and stand at the edge of your bed, then that's when you know, like, yeah, you can't watch scary movies. That shit is so I, creepy, I can't. Man. I'm done. He sits up. He looks like he's sleeping. He'll sit up and just start laughing. I'm like, nope. Grab his head and put it right back down. Nope. Like the Undertaker. <laughs> like he's laying, like completely sleeping. Gets up. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, yeah. not today. Not oh, today, Judy. 
my daughter the other night crept into my room and I'm sleeping and I felt like a presence in the room and then she just puts her hand on my leg and I was like, <laughs> and I realized it was her. I was like, thank God I noticed it was her because I was about to just kick her. <laughs> and she is so <laughs> cute that. too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does someone have such, <laughs> not such a scary story for Ari? Well, I think not, I honestly, chicken shits. Like I am so scared of just like things like that. Hell, Halloween Horror Nights. I went with my brother and uh, my Wait, boyfriend. Is, is this my your husband. scariest moment? Well, yeah, this is, okay, I guess, we actually, like, all right, this one is my scariest moment. Besides scaring myself when I go to the bathroom at night. <laughs> like I run out. Okay. <laughs> but I went to the Halloween Horror Nights and it was during the Saw time. And I, I love that movie, but I was scared of the pigs. Like I hate that face. Um, I'm going to the haunted houses. Mind you, I'm already screaming, freaking out. They put me in front because I think it's hilarious to watch me. They're poking me, touching me, and I'm screaming everywhere, falling to the floor, trying to crawl. I finally get to the point that I guess like you have to walk through the pigs, and all of a sudden, next one, and then I see the other one. I just see so many of them. I get to the floor. I'm in the fetal position. I'm not moving. They're like, can we keep it? But I'm like, nope, not today. It's not happening. And I just stay there. All I next thing I know is my brother just whoops, grabs me. Tears me out. I'm kicking, screaming like, no, that's the day. So, <laughs> I am chicken shit when it comes to scary movies, Annabelle's haunted houses. I keep doing it, but I'm scared. So now we know if we were in a haunted movie, who would be the first one to go? Oh no, I won't be the first one. My ass be hiding, and I'm not coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, who wants to go next? Louis D. D, go ahead if you got something. He's just smiling. I'm just wondering what he has in mind. Nah, it's the whiskey. Um, He's probably trying to think of the scariest thing to say to me. <laughs> Man, I wish I had scary no. things like that. Well, okay, right. So, so, so I got two things, and one of them, one of them was scary because I, I think, especially because I was a little kid. So, in in Colombia, where I was born and raised, on a playground is where I spent most of my. Sorry, um, in in Pereira, which is near some zones of heavy guerrilla activity. Whoa, yeah, there's a lot of killings. <laughs> there's a lot of killings that happen. And so, you know, like the guerrilla taking people out. And so <laughs> this one time I'm sorry, I'm picturing the natural well, gorilla. Not yeah. The gorilla gorilla army. Not gorilla, this guy. <laughs> I mean, these are just aggressive animals. <laughs> Taking people out and shit. I didn't grow up in the Congo, guys. I grew up in Colombia, okay? We didn't have gorilla. We had we had little Miki, Mikitos. Little Mikitos. Let me tell you, I no swear gorilla. you, at first I really did think you were talking about gorillas. That's, oh That's what I was picturing. <laughs> I wasn't picturing that. Thank you, Louis. Someone in here is uh, sober. Anyway, because right, you know, so, picture, you just you know uh, can't be that. <laughs> you made me cry. Yeah. Are you all settled down now? Can yeah. I can I continue the story? Go ahead. So, um, so I'm out for a walk with my cousin and his dad. I, you guys are still laughing, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I'll give you guys a moment. I'll give you a moment. I'm still yeah. picturing like all these gorillas come out like on their I'm sure you are. Yeah, I'm, 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 
<laughs> exactly. They see people, they all come out together. Oh man, it just got exactly. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh. Good story. No, no, I'm gonna wait until y'all settle the fuck down. <laughs> Okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> so anyway, la guerrilla, la guerrilla, so I don't confuse anybody. That's better. They would take people out all the time in like the jungle regions. And then uh so there's one day I'm out for a walk with my cousin. <laughs> Damn it, now you guys making me laugh, and this is not funny at all. I'm out for a walk with my cousin and his dad. And I was maybe like, I don't know, six years old, I guess. And my cousin, you know, like two, three years younger than me. So then we're walking, we we end up walking next to a hospital and there's this cattle truck there, like a truck where you put cattle, pigs, cows, whatever. And we're walking up closer to it. And I got really curious to see what what, it, what was in there. Cause I like, in, you know how you can see in between the wooden slats there's like, you know, spaces in between the slats. And I, and I saw like, like pink, you know, pinkish colors. So I figured they were pigs and I started running towards the truck and I saw, I, I turned back around and I told my, my cousin and his dad is like, go oh, look, let's, let's go look at that. And then his dad immediately like put him down and he started calling me to come back, to come back. And just then some people from the hospital came and they opened up the doors and it was a pile of dozens of dead bodies, naked, bloody like all on this truck and that shit just like <laughs> freaked me the hell out because again i was like six years old you know and i'd never seen a dead person before so so that's, anyway that that happened that that's was crazy scary. that at six years old like you were able to register that you know what do you mean register it like so? dead bodies you know like at six years old you know you, you see someone just laying there like for it to register oh, right. you know like it's a dead person i mean i don't know maybe it was the blood you know, like there's no way that nobody was moving, you know, so I couldn't come to any other conclusion, really. And the crazy thing is that it stuck with you till now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember that shit very, very vividly. Another one was there was a dude who owned the corner store. I can't remember if I told this story at some point in, in the podcast, but there was this guy who owned the corner liquor store in my neighborhood over there in Colombia. And the guy had some kind of ties to narco traffickers and i think he served like a, as a distribution point for the neighborhood for drugs so anyway point is that one day we're just hanging out there because us kids like we used to hang out outside there because you know whatever no one there was no age restriction on buying alcohol or anything so as long as we weren't drinking it we could hang out suddenly out of down in one of the blocks we started hearing the sound of this motorcycle speeding up like like full speed and then when we turned around it was two guys in, in the motorcycle wearing completely distressed in black kind of like gorillas right like they, they, they look like gorillas on motorcycles and uh they had black helmets with black you know uh, glass like complete everything was just pitch black unidentifiable and the guy in the back takes out a, a mini uzi and he starts shooting the entire um corner store we had to like run and hide behind this brick wall and shit. That shit was terrifying. And I had another experience like that also um, growing up. But that third time it happened, I was kind of used to it already. It wasn't a... How are you not traumatized by all this? 
I mean, that's it, it's kind of it was in the environment. It was. It just became know. the normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you really, you know, hearing, finding dead bodies, you know, stuff like that. Like it's, you know, unfortunately, is it was a common thing. I don't know if it's changed. Pereira, the city where I grew up, is has always been one of the most violent cities in Colombia. So, I don't know. It just it was normal. It was all around us. Man, I should have gone um, first with all these stories. <laughs> Mine doesn't compare to this. <laughs> Louis, what do you have? What is your scariest thing? Well, the only thing that really popped into my head is, is very vividly is 9-11. Obviously, seeing, like, the towers fall and, like, seeing, like, I remember hearing the people jumping out, the news just recording the people falling, and then the impact of when the body hits the ground, like, the overall reaction from everybody around, you know, from, like, police and everything on the news, and everyone's reactions and then obviously like you know like family members calling and all that stuff it really you know I, i'd say that'd be the scariest because it's definitely the most what do you call it the most impactful. yeah i guess impactful and it's so vivid. you know i could tell you what i was doing from the whole day i could walk you through my day I think I yeah. called you that day, and I think you were in school, right? Like looking out the window or something. Um, I was inside. I don't remember the phone call. I didn't even have a cell phone. Did you call me at home? I know I got in touch with you somehow that day, and you had told me the experience about like looking through a window or something. Maybe it not have been that same day, but at one point during that week. Yeah, probably because like uh, like cell phone service didn't work. If you had a cell yeah, it wasn't working for a while. Yeah. How far away were you from the actual location? Um, like in my high school was in Jersey City, right? And Jersey City right is directly across from Manhattan. That's where my uncle lived. Remember, I asked you of where you lived because my uncle lived there during yeah. 9-11. He was actually supposed to be on a train driving through at that precise time and that day he happened to call in sick and didn't go to work thankfully yeah so like um like i saw them fall i literally we were since jersey city has like a low level and a high level the high school was really kind of like almost on half of the high level so you can see over the buildings and whatever was there so you can clearly see manhattan so we never everybody everybody around there remembers the towers falling and I was uh, I believe in the fourth floor of my high school not even in my class I just walked in there because the tv was on you know we're, we're just sitting there and watching the news and as they were falling like as the first one fell like everyone just turns out and and looks outside the window and then you literally see it fall you know it's like wow it's really falling and then obviously you know, that's panic enough. And then for another one to ha happen and then for the principal to go and say, hey, you know, it's not just New York. You know, there's stuff going on in Pennsylvania and in D.C. And we're like, oh, shit, I would say that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny. I'm sure everybody can remember where they were at. I know I think I was sleeping oh, yeah. in I was sleeping in Woodshop when that thing happened. That shit was crazy. man. Yeah, it's one of those events in which everyone remembers what they were doing that day. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like I said, I should have gone first. Um, the only thing I remember is two different occasions. One is where I got uh, 
where I got jumped by several dudes and I got my ass kicked. That was one of the scariest times. And I think the other one was when I was in Fort Lauderdale and I had to drive back to Homestead during Katrina. I think that's what it was. Like the storm just hit and I was freaking like scared big time because like I was in a Mustang and there was like trucks like just parked everywhere because of, like the water was so high. And the only time I can see the actual signs is when like the lightning would hit. I had to find my way home and I was living in those four acres just where, you know, we would like hang out all the time. And yeah. that shit was a long ass drive. And there was like an antenna for like the planes to go over. And that was like my only guide to get over there. But other than that, no, I don't have anything compared to you guys because that's some serious stuff. How old were you when you got jumped? I was in middle school. I was on my way home from Ricardo's house. We had just uh, finished uh, wrestling practice. We were working out and I rode my bike home. And these kids from high school, they kind of passed me in the car. I didn't think anything of it. When I came around the corner, they were waiting for me and I just got my ass kicked. Oh, wow. We really got deep into these questions. Then... <laughs> well, it's been an interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have, but I think this would be a great stopping point. But ladies, I want to thank you once again. I know it was hard to get you on this last episode, but I appreciate you guys making the time, having the kids get sugared up, putting the kids to bed, whatever it is that you had to do to be on here. So hopefully we get to have you guys on next season, if there's a possibility, whenever that happens. But I want to thank you again. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you had a good time. Thank you for having us. It's been an awesome pleasure. Drinks have been good at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sad to close it down for business until next season, but hopefully next season will be better. So to all the listeners out there, thank you once again for you know holding on with us for ten episodes and hopefully they were worth it. Let's look forward to season three. We appreciate you very much. So guys, with this we're gonna sign off so you know where to find us. We're gonna be on Facebook, on Instagram, and now on Twitter. If you want to reach out to us, any comments, questions, concerns, or just say hello, you can find the links down below. And as always, drop that beat. Remember to subscribe or follow the shows on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. You can also keep up with the guys on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Imagine noise.